Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven The world had been through a trial by fire, and only the greatest warriors and their deadliest enemies emerged from the flames. I can feel it. The dice are rolling. <laughs> he was the one they called mad. But he's just a raggedy man. But to those whose lives hung in the balance. Where's the whiting ones? Whiting for what? Whiting for you. He was the one they called hero. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Now, Mad Max is back. In Beyond Thunderdome. Mel Gibson. Tina Turner. Mad Max. Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah! Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is... Everything I learned from movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Ah, the Raggedy Man and my wife are here to discuss <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. Well, that's good. Because we are celebrating Sissy Fight Sequel September. <laughs> uh, an entire month of movies where uh, basically... The first in the series were hard R's, and then they decided, no, no, we got to reach the masses, so we're going to do PG-13. By the way... Did it work? Of all the movies that we're going to do this month, this is probably one of the harder ones. Like, like, like it, it, it's close, it would be close, it would probably be an R today with the, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 there, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll have a little more on that yeah. later, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. uh, yeah, we're just talking about, we're just talking about, uh... When they went PG-13, did it still work? Did it not? We'll find out. But first, we have, in, in honor of Thunderdome, from Talisman Brewing Company, Iron Age Oatmeal Stout. Yeah! The Iron Age was an important time in history due to the advancements and widespread use of iron in tools and weaponry. Iron during this time, known for being dark, heavy, and bold. We decided it was time for a revival and brewed this full-bodied oatmeal stout. This dark, rich stout combines fla roasted flavors, coffee, and chocolate notes, and ends with a silky finish. Cheers! This is batch number 10. 6% alcohol by volume. Nice. By the way, how do you spell Chaz? Chaz! I don't know. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta put a little spin on it, though. Yeah. All right. Jingly. Gonna open up the uh, the top. Oh, my top. Ooh. Oh, wait. I had to pop my top twice. <laughs> it's an interesting lock. Something, something got caught on the hook. <laughs> and the power. Ooh, Raggedy Man, this is a nice dark <laughs> beer. It's got a beautiful dark khaki-colored head. You're going to owe me some off of that. I don't know about that. Yeah. Excuse me. Ooh, that aroma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's got lots of tiny little bubbles. Very roasty, very chocolatey. Super chocolatey notes on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely got a good roast on it. Uh, some chocolate notes, but yeah, definitely really strong on the roast. Mm -hmm. um fairly light but uh yeah, a little bit of caramel on there and stuff too not a whole lot of uh like bitterness mm -hmm. yeah just nice smooth little stout nice round bodied too mm -hmm. yeah definitely surprisingly six percent so catch mm. me off guard yeah wow that's really good mm -hmm. 
So, Steve, Thunderdome. Yes, Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Uh, from director George Miller. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, you may know him from all of the Mad Max movies. Yeah! Including Fury Road. Yeah! What else Road do we know Warrior. him from, Steve? Something hardcore. Something super yeah. badass. Something with gimps and leather suits. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, he did a segment on the Twilight Zone movie. He did the... Uh, 20,000 feet with uh, yeah, John like, Lithgow. I don't remember John Lithgow wearing leather. Um, he also did Witches of Eastwick. Ooh. Lorenzo's Oil. What? Yeah. Uh, Babe Pig in the City. What the fuck is Wait, that? I don't remember. Happy what? Feet. And Happy Feet too. Who the fuck is this guy? Wait, I don't remember the penguins wait, wait, wait. lighting things on fire and dressing in like leather chaps. That's got to be another George Miller. No, it's the same guy. Holy cow. God, this, this was the guy. Wait, this is the same George Miller that was going to do the uh, Justice League movie like 10 years ago? Yeah. Babe Pig in the City. Babe Pig in the City. Happy Feet. Happy Feet. (laughs) George Miller, you are a chameleon. We love you. Yeah. Um, And co-directed by George Ogilvie. Who's he, Steve? Uh, That's a great question. Uh, Apparently he did this. (laughs) Nobody knows. (laughs) Apparently he did this and then uh, some TV movies and a lot of like TV series in Australia. Probably a good yeah. friend of George, George Miller's. Uh, but he, uh, George Miller and Terry Hayes wrote this wonderful movie. You may be wondering, who's Terry Hayes? That's a great question. Uh, he did a lot of Australian TV series, but he also wrote Payback, the uh, Mel Gibson movie. Ooh. Vertical Limit. <gasps> yeah. Definitely got to be an up- upcoming episode. We only do bad movies, Steve. Yeah, that's true. And From Hell, the uh, Johnny Depp, Jack the Ripper movie. Ooh. And of course, starring Mel Gibson as Mad Max Rakotansky, Tina Turner as Auntie Entity. Yeah. And of course, good friend of the podcast, Bruce Spence as Jebediah the Pilot. Woo! Finally. Yeah. <laughs> He's All also right. known as the Gyro Captain. Yeah, that's right, Gyro Captain. Yeah, Gyro Captain. So the movie starts. Yeah. Uh, with Tina Turner music, of course. That's. Any great movie of the 80s starts with Tina Turner, especially when she stars in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And let's face it, Tina's great. Tina's fantastic. Can't go wrong with Tina. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She has a pretty good success record. One, yeah. One for one. <laughs> <laughs> She's no Madonna, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but we uh, we see a man traveling across the desert. Uh, by camel. By camel. Camel in carriage. And then... Uh, Father and son just swooping in and knocking him off of the carriage. So, not a helicopter, a gyrocopter. I had to look it up because I wasn't 100% sure what the difference was. The difference is the gyrocopter has to get up to speed basically by driving. It can't do a vertical takeoff. Essentially, it's a gliding go-kart. Yeah. And the one they used in the movie was retrofitted for the movie, but it's one that you can, like, buy. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, while you... uh... Adrenaline junkies out there, be sure to get yeah. one. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and it's of course flowing by Bruce Spence, friend of the podcast, yeah. and a uh, kid playing his son, who I swear I'd seen in another movie, but I couldn't find out where. That kid was freaking awesome. Yeah. He might be one of my favorite kids in all of moviedom. Yeah, just a wild Aussie kid, probably has a <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> this is a stick up! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. And then they like swoop back, like when he's knocked out of the seat, and like uh, Jebediah jumps out of the helicopter right into the seat of the yep. wagon and drives off. And I'm like, nope, that's not how that would go. Leaving Max barefoot in the uh, in the sand. Yeah. Oh my god. And he looks hot. So spicy. He's dressed in lots of black robes. Yeah, a lot of black robes and like leather and Ugh. fucking lion's mane of hair down to like yeah. the small of his back. Steve does not feel good about this. Steve's overheating just thinking about it. Yeah, horrible. (laughs) But uh, eventually he makes his way down that road. Down that road. (laughs) And he ends up in a little outpost called Bartertown. Who runs Bartertown? Ah, we'll find out. (laughs) Yes, Bartertown, this little outpost where if you've come with stuff to barter, you're welcome. If not, get the fuck out. Yep. Uh, Mad Max isn't really looking to barter. He's looking to reclaim his lost items. Yep. But he's got skills he can barter. Yes. What are those skills, babe? He can fight. Is it a very specific set of skills? Very specific set of skills. Yeah. 
And uh, so they take him to see Anti-Entity, played by Tina Turner. She's got a job for him to do, but he's just a raggedy man. That's right. Oh, by the way, oh yeah, when they get up to Auntie Entity's, uh, it's like a crow's nest, like like a big office, like above the town. As soon as (laughs) they're like coming up the the pulley or whatever, and the sax is playing, I'm like, did we stumble into a lethal weapon movie? (laughs) Nope, we have a blind sumo wrestler playing the sax. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're basically like, yeah, we want you to take care of somebody, but I don't know if you're up to it. How do we know if he'd be able to do it? And then everybody starts attacking him. <laughs> <laughs> and Max just starts beating the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're basically like, oh, okay, well, I guess... Uh, <laughs> you might be our guy. You, he's, you might... Oh, he's the first one to pass the uh, the interview. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, Auntie's, like, talking about how she made barter town like before before the i don't know the the big boom or whatever yeah i was nothing but then i that became something i i built this up to my elbows in blood and shit and yeah. i'm like Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah don't drink the water there yeah, damn oh and then we find out really don't drink that water oh yeah, yeah the what what, yeah. what well yeah so the the water is uh is a little nuclear fallouty yeah. <laughs> and then uh steve Bartertown has power and fuel for vehicles and all of yeah. that. What what does it run on? Methane. From pig shit. Horse shit. No, no pig, pig shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're introduced to under, the underworld beneath Bartertown. Yeah. Where uh, Master Blaster kind of runs <laughs> the facility and turns the uh, methane from pig shit into fuel for the city above who is master blaster i'm glad you asked it's a giant behemoth mountain of a man if you will yeah uh, who has a dwarf riding his shoulders directing him where to go master blaster master and blaster they even share a name so they need blaster taken out because they only need the brain that's right and then Tina Turner will run Barter Town. Yeah. And so that's Mad Max's job. But there has to be a fair fight to the death. Yeah. And in exchange, they'll give him his stuff back. Cool, right? Make sure he says, except for his camels have already been auctioned off. And his, yeah, well. his, uh, his vehicle is being dismantled in the underground. Indeed. In fact, we then go to the under underground where uh, Mel Gibson has a job as a shit shoveler, basically. Oh, yeah, they're like, we, we're going to send you down there. And he's like, I don't know anything about methane. They're like, can you shovel shit? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Master Blaster is like, uh, they, they find that there's like 12 pounds of dynamite rigged to the to his vehicle. <laughs> and they're like, ah, how are we going to take care of this? And Mel Gibson's like, hey, that's my truck. And they're like, you take it off. <laughs> no, that's much more English than uh, Master is. <laughs> you that's take me. off, me get truck, my yeah. truck now, something like that. Yeah, lots of p- pigeon English in this one. Yeah, and basically uh, Max is like, no, uh, like I'll take care of it my own time, and he's like, all right, fine, embargo, <laughs> start now, and they yeah. shut down the power to Barter Town, and then. Yeah, you know, like Master Blaster's like five, four, three, two, one, bring, bring. The Turner's like, what is it? <laughs> I or- told you no more embargoes. Who runs Barter Town? Oh, we already talked about this. Who runs Barter Town? Hold on, let me put you on the intercom. You do. I'm sorry. Who runs Barter Town? Master Blaster. Who? Master Blaster runs Barter Town. Oh shit! I'm on the intercom. I can't hear you. Master Blaster runs Barter Town. Fucking right. <laughs> Power on. God damn it, you little cocksucking son of a. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, but yeah, eventually uh, Max disarms the vehicle, um, but he also finds out uh, when he like blows his horn or whatever. Blaster has a weakness. He has sensitive ears. Yeah. That may come into play later. Like, the exact next scene, because <gasps> Thunderdome! Babe, what is Thunderdome? So, uh, Bartertown, the way they settle disputes is uh, they have a big metal cage. Two men enter, one man leaves. Yes. That's the only rule. The good fair fight. Yeah, to the death. 
So, uh, so Mad Max goes and picks a fight with Master Blaster. Yeah, Master Blaster is basically throwing a parade for himself, going through town like, yeah, I'm the shit, yeah. On Max's truck. Yeah, on Max's truck. Yeah. And of course Max is like, hey, get off my truck. That's my truck. And Master Blaster, uh, he starts at Blaster is gonna just choke out Mel Gibson right there. Everybody in town has guns on Blaster. Yeah. And it's like, nah, that's not how we do it here. No, no, keep, get it to the ring. Thunderdome, we want justice. Thunderdome, 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 Thunderdome. There's a lot of group chanting in this movie. Yes. Lots of group chanting. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then that night we go to Thunderdome for the main event. But first, we have to have a great Shakespearean intro from Dr. Dealgood. Dr. Dealgood's fucking awesome. <laughs> also, wildly inappropriate outfit for the desert. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, everybody's got the giant shoulder pads, but he takes it beyond. <laughs> yeah. Blaster, without Master, is going to be fighting Max in the ring. Yeah. And they basically strap him up to, like, bungee cords. Yep, so they the can dome. jump up and, and collect things. They hand out uh, weapons to the crowd yeah. who are hanging off the dome. All kinds of spears and clubs and chainsaws and nets and all kinds of weird shit. But Max also has something up his sleeve or in his pocket. He does. He has a whistle. Dog whistle. Yeah. <laughs> well, he instantly loses the whistle. Yep. <laughs> And then uh, Blaster, like, grabs a club and starts attacking him with it. He gets smashed up against the side of the dome for a while. Blaster's just putting on a good show at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he starts, like, jumping on him uh, with, like, the bungee cord where he's, like, banging him into the ground and shit. Yeah. And then Max gets a hold of a chainsaw and chases him around. (laughs) But then, apparently, there was, like, three drops of gas in the chainsaw and it runs out. So I was like, oh, fuck. Blaster gets the, uh, what what is it? The, uh, it's the British version of a spear. They mentioned it in a Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, it has a fancy name that starts with an H. Yeah. Halberton? So, uh, yeah, Master Blaster, or Blaster ends up with a Halberton at one point. Oh, yeah, he gets a, the hammer, the big giant hammer, yeah. and starts like, swinging that shit around. Oh, and then Max gets the hammer. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, it gets fucking awesome. But then, uh, eventually, Max starts kind of losing a little bit, but then he's quick on his feet. So he's able to grab the dog whistle and start blowing into it. Yeah. Blaster is like, ah, my ears. Well, you know, he doesn't talk. Yeah. But he's like, ah, ah. And Max has the hammer and just starts wailing on his ass. Wank. Yeah. Headshot, 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 yeah. headshot. And then eventually Blaster falls down and the mask flies off. <laughs> uh, eventually mask wore a mask, but yeah, whatever. Headshot, headshot, headshot. Yeah. What? Is, but what do we find under the mask? Uh, Corky? He, he has Down syndrome. Oh. Oh, yeah, Blaster has Down Syndrome. and He's just a child in a giant's body who was going to smash oh, yeah. Max to a goddamn pulp. Smash dozens, if not hundreds, of people before him. You know what that calls for? Head canoe. Yeah, but <laughs> Game Max can't over. bring himself to do it. Yeah. But because Max can't bring himself to do it, he says, this isn't part of the deal. And Tina Turner is like, deal, bitch. Oh. And then Master's like, wait. What deal? Yeah. And then uh, all the guards who are standing around the pit shoot. Oh, yeah, fire like crossbows at Blaster and kills him anyway. But now Max has broken the law. Bust a deal. Face the wheel. (gasps) He broke the only rule of Thunderdome. Yeah. So everybody starts chanting it. Bust a deal. (laughs) Face the wheel. Bust a deal. Face the wheel. So then we get the wheel. (laughs) The wheel of destiny, one might say. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, you spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, that's what happens to you. <laughs> there are a lot of options on this wheel. More on that later. Oh, shit. But it lands on Gulag. What does that mean, babe? What is the, the Gulag means... So I thought he was going to go have to, like, work in a Gulag. Yeah, work in, like, a Russian prison or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Nope. Turns out they uh, tie him to a horse backwards, put a... Uh, like a carnival mask or something mask on, his, on his head and slap him into the desert. Yep. <laughs> and that's about it. Basically, uh, Anti then takes Master and is basically like forces him to run, run uh, the underground, uh, but under her rule and her terms and stuff. So he's he's basically a slave down there, surrounded by the pigs yep. and can't escape because he's just a little dude. He's a little guy. Oh yeah, the the main her main henchman is a guy named Iron Bar. It was around this time we, yeah. I, I, I had heard his name for the first time. Yeah, but yeah, he's uh, he's pretty badass. 
He's awesome. And and I dare say still unkillable. But more <laughs> on that later. Um, <laughs> unkillable character is unkillable. Max, uh, when he when Max is down there for like an hour, there's like another uh, another shit, shit shoveler, yeah, inmate down yep. there who's Pink like killer. who uh, sends his uh, Max's pet monkey after him to go find him because yep. he knows he's out in the desert or whatever. We go back to Max. He's been out in the desert <laughs> for a while. His horse is dying, falls over, just fucking drained. No water, no nothing. Oh shit! And then there's quicksand, sucks the oh, horse in. Shit. <sighs> By the way. Good for Barnertown being so rich that they can afford to just send a horse off into the desert to die. Right? Yeah, you would think... I feel like a horse is durable good or something. Yeah, I guess it's either a horse or one of their uh, their vehicles <laughs> that come up later. And... Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but Max escapes uh, the quicksand, but like quickly like passes the fuck out. Um, <laughs> but the monkey finds him and brings him a canteen of water. <laughs> but then he passes out again. Because <laughs> uh, yep. this is a hot-ass desert. Some other desert traveler finds him, and we find out it's like this like teenage girl who like drags his ass I don't know miles yeah. back to her hideout, and uh, basically this is where the movie turns into a fucking Lost Boys movie. Yeah, so basically <laughs> it becomes Peter Pan at this point. Yeah. There's a whole colony of children, which. How old would you say the youngest one was? Like six? Oh, six, yeah. So that means adults dropped them off not that long for, long ago. Yeah, yeah, they're like ages six to uh, 16. Yeah. Maybe. Like, like there's uh, two or three of them that are like, you know, teenagers. One of them's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't it the one that found him? No. no. She's the leader. No, no, that's right, that's right. She had the short hair, though, too. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But yeah, basically, um, you know, a day or two later when <laughs> Max wakes up, they're like, um, I find it him. He's Captain Walker. Captain Walker! Tell us the tell! Oh, yeah, that's, that's before we should say that, but Max is still passed out. And they, like, give him a haircut and stuff while he's unconscious. They clean him up. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then he wakes up, and he's like, what? What's going on? He, he, Mel Gibson does a good scared and overwhelmed expression. <laughs> you mentioned that. <laughs> um, and then... We yeah, get... Mel Gibson is surrounded by chanting children. He falls out of a treehouse. They just start repeating everything he says. By the way, like, maybe a hundred kids? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, like, 40 yeah. at least. Like, there's a bunch. Oh, like, 50 or 60, they're all over that place. Yeah. Like, we only kind of get a hold of, like, maybe 15 of them for the rest of the movie. But, like, in that one scene, he is goddamn swarmed. Yeah. And they're all chanting, and he, what is this about? What is this about? And then we get the backstory. <laughs> and I, like, the the, the the form of English that they use, <laughs> and, like, the storytelling, like, these kids use, <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Like, <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll probably enter a little clip, and, like, it'll definitely be at the end, but. <laughs> this ain't one body's story. It's the story of us all. We got it mouth to mouth. So you gotta listen it, remember, because what you hear's today, you gotta tell the birthed tomorrow. I'm looking behind us now, across the count of time, down the long hall, into history back. I seize the end, what with a start. It's pox eclipse, full of pain. Uh, yeah, they just basically tell a story of, uh, what was it, basically there was a plane crash and the kids survived, but... The, there were a couple of adults who survived, including Captain Walker, um, and basically they said, stay here. Oh yeah, we're going to go we'll look for back. help. Yeah, we'll come back for you, and nobody from... ever came back. Yeah. And they're they're looking for the, the Everland. Yes, yes, the Everland. And, uh, and they're basically like, and you're... You're the one that's foretold in the prophecy. You're you're Captain Walker coming back for us to save us. And they give him this wonderful little uh, pilot's hat with that has the dead bird on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Max is like, no, 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 this. Uh, it, oh, that's right. And they have the little uh, view viewfinder yeah, thingy with like pictures of Sydney and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> remember this? Remember this? He's like, no, no, these are cities and skyscrapers and. Stuff you probably don't know now. They all they all blew up. You, all you can't up. you can't go back to them. There's nothing. There's like a couple of shitholes and nothing. Yeah, the closest thing to here is Barter Town, and you don't want to go there. Yeah, 
And when that's right, he takes the bird hat and like tosses it away. And then the, the winds wind kick up it. and catches it and flies off. And... By the way, Mel Gibson's, well, that's fucking weird look <laughs> is perfect. He's just like, huh. <laughs> and then uh, the kids start freaking out and they start like going yeah. up out of it. Because this whole thing's like in a, like a waterfall, like tunnel <laughs> oasis kind of area. But they climb out onto the desert and then Mel Gibson sees the plane that crashed and is like, oh shit, the there may be something to this story. That's a little weird. <laughs> and they all, they're all standing on the wings wait, waiting for him to fly them away. And he says, nah, fuck that. I'm going to go nap. Yep. Nope. This is the best you're ever going to have. Everything else is a, is a barren wasteland. Stay here. And so then like uh, the next morning, basically the tribe's starting to split. <laughs> like there's the half of them that want to stay there you know, with Max and, you know, just hang out <laughs> like they always have. And the other half that wants to go for barter town or literally anywhere just to, to, to get out of there you know see the cities get to everland whatever max is like no no there's there's no reason to oh yeah like one of them like runs off and max goes to chase him with like two or three kids like following him and stuff <laughs> to like help him out or whatever yeah. oh that's right and they they like see the kite that they took with them and, yeah. there, and there's like a chain of them just holding each other from falling in the quicksand yeah. that max almost fell in and so max dives down and helps save I assume at least half of them. Who knows how many went in yeah, before? We know for sure one of them doesn't come back out. Yeah, yeah. And then they're all exhausted and dehydrated, so they sleep in a big pile. Yep. And then that night, they uh, wait. Like the sand, the sandstorms kind of died down, so they get up and they see Barter Town in the distance. Yep, it's the best bet they got to make for it. So they uh, they sneak in the pipes to get into the underworld. <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to see his friend and see if he can get some water or find out what they need to do to, you know, get his stuff back and get yeah, stuff for the kids. so he can take the kids back. Oh, that's right. And they find uh, Master sitting in, like, the little pig pens or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Though they're going back for, they're going to get Master so they can use him as leverage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They're looking for just a little guy. He's <laughs> not just a little guy. He's the smallest guy. <laughs> By the, the way, what see, the fuck, Captain? What use is he? <laughs> that was great. What the fuck, Captain? So, by the way, babe, um, these kids—he's like, stay close to me. They immediately just like scatter across yeah. the. Uh... <laughs> he's like, yeah, stay close to me. Like, look across. Like, oh shit, there's two of them already over there. I what? Fuck. Uh, but yeah, they cause a distraction. Um, you know, all the guards are like, ah, I got down from there. Ah, a couple of them get knocked out by the kids. Uh, but they get Master and help him escape. And then, like, Iron Bar is one of the guards there. And mm-hmm. he gets, like, hit with, like, a steel half pipe. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, he's dead. Oh, nope. nope. He's perfectly fine, like, two minutes later. Unkillable character is unkillable. Yeah. That's right. There's, like, the one guard who's, like, singing opera tunes <laughs> or something as he comes yep. in or whatever. And Max just chases him down the hallway. And, uh, and then it's, like, Max is running back. And there's, like, 20 or 30 more guards right behind him. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, run. Oh, that's right. This is when they uh, they start up the uh, the truck that's like a train yep. or whatever. Yeah, the train truck. Uh, it's on the tracks. And ladies and gentlemen, this is where you start oh, watching this movie. This I- is yeah. So the reason the reason you watch Mad Max movies is not for the character development. No, it's not even really for the fights. It's for the fucking chase scenes. Yes, and the machinery because they build. All of these things, even in Fury Road, very, very little CGI. They only, really only used it for like the sandstorm and to uh, color some of the explosions. They build all of these fucking machines and they work. They've George Miller gets huge crews of guys to go and like pick lots of it, watch the like making of these movies because yeah. oh, yeah. these things are phenomenal. And not only that, and then the stunt guys, the stunt guys, then there's the, the stunt those guys, crazy fucking Aussie stunt. Oh guys. my god, they Holy. are. And they're not going half speed. No. These are full speed chases. You no, can no, no, tell no. by the rocks blowing past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, if you've seen Fury Road, the last, I don't know, 20 That entire movie? 20 minutes. That entire movie? Well, no, the last 20 minutes of this movie, though, oh, yes. is like the chasing down the war rig there at the end, yeah. where they're like basically just a straight line because they're on the train track or whatever, yeah. this truck thing. And then there's like these dozen or so. I don't know, war vehicles, yeah. like, chasing after them, people, like, swinging on sticks and stuff oh, to get on there, and yeah, the, jumping from jumping car from to car. car yeah, j- jumping from, yeah, from vehicle to vehicle to catch up to the train. Oh, yeah, when uh, iron bars, iron like, bar. hanging on the side or whatever, yeah. like, over and, like over the bridge and, like, over the little 
the, the uh, things on the side of the train track. The, I don't know. The, uh, so that's where they would put the mailbags, and oh, then the, yeah, yeah. the arm bar that he's like swung out on on the side of the train is what they would use to catch the mailbags back yeah. in the day. So yeah, yeah, it is. Goddamn the athleticism, the timing. Oh, it's all beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Max is also like, "All right, cool. We, we've escaped. Now, what's the plan? Like, plan? There's no plan. <laughs> we, we just escaped. We're, we're running. And <laughs> plan B? We're just gonna go with plan B? Some other plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. But yeah, the, the whole fucking scene is just just amazing. Oh, it's so um, good. But yeah, basically they're trying to grab Master, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like they're trying to grab the wives or whatever in Fury Road. Exactly, yeah, because Master's the only one who can run the underground, which is all the power of Barnertown. Yeah. Then... Did we talk about the Barnertown is on fire now, the whole underground? Oh, yeah, 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 because the underworld started on fire and all the yeah, methane everything's and blowing up, everything's so they're going to have to rebuild it. So yeah. now Auntie needs Master, because she's got to re- rebuild yeah. from scratch. Basically, after a long chase or whatever... All the cars get blown up or the bad guys mm-hmm. get killed or whatever. So the kids are kind of home free. Except there's a dead end. <laughs> who's who's that at the end of the track? <gasps> is it the gyro captain's son? It sure is. This <laughs> is a stick up! <laughs> that kid is awesome. Then, Mo- oh, is it? Moving your dead meat! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, Max like gets off the train like, You! <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> and then he also sees Auntie and, like, one other vehicle are pulling up as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's just like, yeah, the kid's just like, oh, shit. And he's like, Dad, Dad, we did meet Dad. Yeah. <laughs> we did meet. I told you so. <laughs> the kid jumps into the trunk of, like, a half-buried car. And then Max pops the trunk, and it's actually a tunnel down. Yeah. So they all climb down the tunnel, and then the kid's running through a, a maze of tunnels and a labyrinth, and yeah, runs right past Dad. They've built this whole like little underground mole's nest, which is so cool. And it's totally just filled with treasures. Yeah, that they've like stolen off of people. It's fantastic. And yeah, the general captain's son runs up to him, and it's like, Dad, Dad, they're coming. We're, we're dead meat. Yes, yes, we're always dead meat. And then yeah, Max <laughs> runs in, and general captain's like, Oh shit. And that's what Max is. You. <laughs> Today you're going to get to save your own life. <laughs> you have a plane or you know, a gyrocopter or whatever. Yep. It's going to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. I do. And then you hear it start up because yeah. the kid's starting it up. By the way, that kid oh, was going to totally ditch his dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, dad. I'll come back for you. Bye. <laughs> Best kid in cinema. All the kids and the dad and everything load up on the gyrocopter yep and they're like going to fly off or whatever max is staying behind to like draw no no no. so they go to take off but they don't have enough runway before they hit a cliff so they have to turn around and then uh oh because they're too heavy that's right yeah max wasn't behind yeah 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 yeah, yeah, and they're they're too heavy and so they started dropping all this gear but they don't have enough runway so they turn around and auntie and a couple of other vehicles have made it and they're closing in on him jar captain's like we don't have enough runway and max is like you better fucking figure it out so they go towards it and then max falls out at some point no because he leads the way though in that that other vehicle, like some other kids That's pull right. up in the vehicle or whatever. The, uh, the, like uh, a doom buggy. We didn't talk about the shaman kid. Yeah, yeah, that's Apparently right. it's his religion that they're uh, practicing in Fury Road. Yeah. <laughs> Looking awesome. But uh, but yeah, basically Max takes the lead of like one of the war vehicles and mm-hmm. is like le- leading the way with the gyro gyrocopter right behind That's them. That's right. Behind lead, them. Right into Auntie and like five other vehicles. Yeah. That's when he like jumps out of the truck and he blows up their cars. And yeah. He walks up to him and he's just like, oh, raggedy man. <laughs> yeah. 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 The kids fly off and everything. And yeah. Tina Turner's just there like, well, Master's gone. No reason to kill you. All right. Bye. <laughs> We're all just fucked in the desert. So yeah. at least I got a car. Bye. <laughs> Leaving Max alone in the desert once again. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, so we have a. Uh, Master, the gyro captain, and all these children flying along. And then they come up across a city. A city. It starts with a broken bridge. And then some other buildings covered in sand. It's Sydney! Woo! In this apocalyptic world. And then uh, we get some more of the story, storytell talk. 
<laughs> yeah, masters helped build them a little working city with some. Uh, they got some methane powered electricity, and now our uh, our kids are a little bit more grown and have kids of their own, and they're starting a new population. And they tell the story every night in honor of those who didn't make it. This you know. The years travel fast, and time after time I've done the tell. But this ain't one body's tell. It's the tell of us all. And you've got to listen it and remember. Because what you hear today, you've got to tell the newborn tomorrow. I was looking behind us now, into history back. I sees those of us that got the luck and started the hall for home. And I remembers how it led us here and how we was heartful because we seen what there once was. One look and we knew we'd got it straight. Those what had gone before had the knowing and the doing of things beyond our reckoning, even beyond our dreaming. Time counts and keeps counting. And we knows now, finding the trick of what's been and lost ain't no easy ride. But that's our track. We gotta travel it, and there ain't nobody knows where it's gonna lead. Still and all, every night we does the tell, so that we remember who we was and where we came from. But most of all, we remembers the man who finded us, him that came the salvage, and we lights the city. Not just for him, but for all of them that are still out there, because we knows they'll come a night. And they seize the distant light, and they'll be coming home. And it's Mad Max walking off into the distance in the desert. Yeah. Roll credits, ladies and gentlemen. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Babe. Would you recommend this movie? I would. I Absolutely. like this movie. This movie is fun and it has a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. The the kids... We, They're we, not the most annoying kids in cinema. They are not the most annoying. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to get really bad really quick. But it was like, yeah. oh, it actually, actually held so, up pretty good. So here's the thing. They are kids. Yeah. But they're kids who fit into this world. You yeah. believe that these kids would go... They're, they're feral children. <laughs> they're feral children, yeah. They curse. You you know they would kill, they'll kill something and eat it. It's not like... Sometimes you watch these movies and it's like, those kids would never survive. Yeah. These kids definitely are surviving. They also were totally naive because they have no reason not to be. They've lived in this little protected gully their whole lives. It's true. But you know what they don't need? Another hero. They don't need to know the way home. All we want is life beyond the Thunderdome. That's right. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take everybody's a... already Everybody's already turned off their podcast at this oh, point. Oh, no. You have a lovely singing voice. We're going to take a quick commercial break, though. <laughs> and when we come back, we have more beer. <gasps> Fun facts. What? And what we learn from Beyond Thunderdome. But first, we're going to let you rest your ear holes. Hey, everybody. You like listening to podcasts, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new PodCoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, you can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning PodCoins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download PodCoin in the App Store, and as an added bonus, if you sign up with a special code STEVEIZZY, you get 300 pod coins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listening now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! Uh, so yeah, download the PodCoin app, use the code STEVEIZZY, and you're already 300 pod coins ahead of the game. And using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? 
You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Hemecast. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. This is Eric Avari, and you are listening to Everything I Learned From Movies. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve, those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh my God, they were. In fact, we may have some real official sponsors coming up really soon. Oh, <gasps> what? Official officials. Wait, more official than Frankie and Murr, where if it, at frankieandmurr.com you use promo code untidy, you get 15% off your purchase and all orders over $35 ship free? Yeah, well, they are great sponsors, but we may have more <laughs> coming. More. Just coming, it's coming, it's yeah. coming. But first. Steve, we are far too sober to keep talking, to start talking about the fun facts. Absolutely. So what you got to drink, babe? I have from Saltfire Brewing Company in Salt Lake City, Utah, NZ Pilsner, New Zealand style. Ooh. Apparently it's keen. That's by... close to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> down under. They have accents. <laughs> you got the cute, sure. the cute kiwi accents. They got the cute, and they have cute little kiwis. Little flightless birds. And apparently they're delicious. That's why they're almost extinct. Oh. Well, there you go. Anyway, uh, NZ was created for lovers of exotic hops and the crisp drinkability of a classic German pilsner, truly a beer lover's beer. NZ has hints of tropical flavors, including mango and lemon and lime, from New Zealand hops while maintaining the wonderfully light flavors that come with the German pilsner malt. Fresh take on a pilsner style. We believe you'll have a hard time not coming back for more. Cheers. Nice. Gonna pop my top. Ooh. Oh, my top. Nice. By the way, Saltfire Brewing has one of the coolest logos. It is a very, very cool anglerfish with a hop as his little angler, uh, little Little dongle. Luminescent. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So, popped my top, the pour. Yeah. So it's a yeah. beautiful, crisp, clear beer, super clear, which is appropriate for German style. Yeah. Like you can totally read through this. Light straw color. Super light. It's got a white foamy head, lots of tiny bubbles. Ooh. Little bit of green apple on it. Yeah, it's a nice little pop profile on it though. Yeah, not too hoppy really. But yeah, definitely get a little of that like fruitiness off the hops. Oh yeah, that's that's damn near juicy. Yeah. That's pretty good. New Zealand hops are delicious. Steve yeah. and I have brewed with them before. And a German style is a great way to show them off. Yeah, they have a little, like, like tropical quality to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, this is really good. Super delightful. Saltfire Brewing Company. Check it out. Yeah. So, Steve, do you have any fun facts? Super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Oh, I've got fun facts, babe. Fun facts! Uh, first off, Rotten Tomato scores. Oh. Uh, how do you think the critics rated Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? So, I think, I'm going to go with that they sort of missed, they didn't get the point of the first one, so they scored it too low. Road Warrior, Warrior is fucking phenomenal. Classic. And, like, damn near perfect in every way. I think they're going to be feeling a little shamed from one, gave glowing reviews for two. This one was probably a little disappointing, but I don't think, I'm going to go with that the critics 
are afraid to be disappointed by it. So I'm going to say it's so 82. 80%. Oh, You were shit. like right on. Audience score. I think the audience is going to be more disappointed by this. Uh, 74. 49%. Ooh. Yeah. However, $10 million budget. $36 million U.S. gross. Yeah. So it made its money back at least. Uh, this is also the only film of the Mad Max franchise with that PG-13 rating. Could you tell? There was a lot of... Uh, this is so surprisingly violent. Yeah, a lot of people getting shot with crossbows and bludgeoned with hammers. They got their fucking. They did get the fucking by a child. You get one fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is evil? Yeah, um, I gotta say, I mean... All right, compared to the rest of the franchise, it does definitely feel lighter. When you're just watching the movie, I don't think I would necessarily say it was a PG-13 film. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still very dark. Like, it's apocalyptic movie. It's centered yeah. around pig shit. Yeah. And they say shit, I don't know, 80 times. Yeah. But it's the 80, so it's okay. The center of the film is the Thunderdome. It's a killing ring. Yeah! It's in the title, for fuck's sake! <laughs> so I would say this is an excellent children's movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, also, this may or may not uh, shock you, the film was originally not a Mad Max film, but a post-apocalyptic what? Lord of the Flies film about a tribe of children who were found by an adult. It became Ooh. the third Mad Max film when George Miller was or had suggested that Max is the man who finds the children. Ooh, I like it. Right. Also, in case you're wondering about... Uh, there, there's always a question with the Mad Max movies, like, as far as, like, time and continuity and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh... This film allegedly takes place 15 years after Mad Max 2 The Road Warrior, which I guess kind of okay. explains why he had the, like when they cut, especially when they cut his hair or whatever, he had yeah. the uh, the silver temples and stuff yes, going on. Yes, definitely gray. Um, and of course, Road Warrior took place apparently five years after the original. And so basically from the time, you know, his wife and child were killed to then mm-hmm. had been 20 years. All right. Yeah. Even though in like real life it was like, six years <laughs> since uh, between when they were made or something like that oh babe do you want to know the possible outcomes on the wheel of destiny Ooh, what are all the possible outcomes they are death hard labor acquittal gulag auntie's choice <laughs> spin again forefoot goods underworld amputation and life imprisonment Ah. So, one out of ten? Yeah, one in ten <laughs> chance of just acquittal and like, hey, doesn't fit, you must acquit. Uh, George Miller lost interest in the project after his friend and producer Byron Kel- Kennedy was killed in a helicopter crash while lo- uh, location scouting. Mm. Uh, and that's why at the end of the film it says, for Byron. Yep. Yeah, and that also explains why Miller only handled the action scenes uh, while George Ogilvie handled the rest. So they kind of kind of split duties. All right. Yeah, I guess George Miller was kind of the, 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 the assistant director at that point. Yeah. yeah. And the last fun fact. This is a good one. Oh, yeah. The film's theme, We Don't Need Another Hero, sung by yeah. Tina Turner, yeah. reached number two on the U.S. charts, number three on the U.K. charts, and number one in Australia in the summer of 1985. Yeah, it did. Babe, do you have any idea what song was number one on the U.S. charts when this was number two? What year did this come out? 1985. Oh. The summer. That's my birth year. That's my birth season. Shit. I have no idea. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's a previous episode. View to a kill? Yes. <gasps> I have a good birth year. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. A view to a kill by Duran Duran was number one when Woo! this was number two. Yeah. So obviously the greatest Bond movie. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so I guess best Mad Max movie by those terms? Nope. <laughs> Steve, do you remember the theme from The Road Warrior? <laughs> yes, I do. It was, uh, <laughs> I am the warrior, <laughs> shooting through the heart of heartache, bang, bang. Fuck, I don't no, know. No, 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 that's the theme to Glow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a theme to many songs. I think it was... <laughs> the theme to many songs? Uh, yeah, the theme to many <laughs> movies and shows. I believe it was also Charles Barkley's song on an NBA highlights video I used to have. Anyway, enough about Pat Benatar. Ben? Steve? What did we learn from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? That it's not horse shit, it's pig shit. It's true. I learned 
Who runs Buttertown? Master Blaster! Also on that note, if you bust a deal, (laughs) you face the wheel. It's true! (laughs) Also, what's the only rule of Thunderdome, babe? Two men enter, one man leave. Two men enter, one man leave. (laughs) I also learned, although this is something I should have already known, children chanting is creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's true. And of course, I also learned... (laughs) We don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home. Go ahead and cue that Tina Turner right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, babe. Steve. Thank you for joining me this evening and watching this movie with me. Thank you for having me and doing one of my favorite movies. It is one of your favorites. And I, I I, I'm really, really glad I saw it again because I I saw it a couple years ago for like the first time as an adult. And it was like, eh. You did not have a high opinion of it at all. I watched it right after Road Warrior, though, too. Yeah, we watched them all in a row, right before we watched Fury Road. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, uh, compared to the other three, it was like, all right, this is is where they jumped the shark a little bit with the kids and everything. (laughs) Like, this this wasn't a Mad Max movie. (laughs) But, yeah, I really liked it. And, uh, and of course, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, if you would like to join us for Sissified Sequel September, oh, we got some good ones coming up. Oh, snap. Yeah, I mean... They're controversial. Some people love them, some people don't. But uh Yeah, feel free to weigh in. Tweet us at everything I learned from movies. That's E I L F M. E I L F movies. That's it. On I'm never twi- gonna get it right on ever. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, hit us up. And of course, again, we're sponsored by Frankie and Murray, so check them out for the finest in aromatherapy products and oil, <laughs> essential oils. You use the code untidy to save a bunch of money and help us out. Babe. Steve! Your shop's open, right? My shop is open! If you go to untidyvenus.etsy.com, you're going to find all kinds of fun stuff. I've got prints. I've got tea towels. Uh, We have handmade original paracord creations from the one and only Steve. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one Steve. And if you use promo code EILFM... You get 20% off your purchase. Whoa, 20% off? 20%. But that comes out of our pocket. Yes. All right, well, I but guess it's worth it. We like these guys, Steve. That's why we only tell them. Yeah. All right, all right. You guys win. Uh, but yeah, so check it out. Untidyvenus.etsy.com. Woo! And until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Out from the